0: You're listening to Effortless Parenting with Monica Lepera-Nassar, your ultimate lifeline to simplifying your parenting so that you can live effortless. Now, I know you're thinking it may not be possible, but I'm going to show you how in each and every episode because you will walk away with actionable implementation to really unlock that mystery behind making your everyday life as a parent feel lighter, more intuitive, and less all-consuming. So if you're ready to ditch that overwhelm, the guesswork, and the stress that comes with parenting the next generation, then you've come to the right place because this podcast is going to share everything that you need to know about how to live effortlessly as a parent right from the start. Hello there, mamas. Welcome to another episode of Effortless Parenting. I am honored to be your host. My name is Monica Loparanassar. And if this is the first episode that you are catching me, uh, I encourage you to go back to episode one as each and every episode kind of builds upon one another. And more importantly, make sure that you head over to my Instagram at Effortless Parenting Expert. I always go in there into stories in particular um, to show you behind the scenes of the day-to-day, but more importantly, to get your feedback on what topics, what questions, what areas of your parenting you are looking for immediate support as I record these podcasts in real time. So with that said, this week you have requested to talk about this concept of releasing overwhelm. And let's face it, pretty much the entire parenting journey is full of overwhelm. It's full of overwhelm because it's unpredictable, right? We have, for the most part, never encountered some of these moments, circumstances in, you know, child rearing that really bring out different aspects of awareness of our personality, of our values, our tendencies to want to perhaps control or create a lot of attachment to the circumstances or the outcomes in our life. And so overwhelm really is just us. It's a self sabotage, you know, kind of subconscious habit. When we get into overwhelm, it's because we are unfamiliar at that moment with what's happening. Uh, Perhaps we are deviating from our tried and true sort of, um, you know, default setting. And when we attempt new things, such as parenting, as you know, like each milestone in our child's life really brings about a new layer of, of learning, of understanding, of personal growth because you know, we're facing that sort of unknown territory that our children are encountering, and more importantly, how we react to those moments of unpredictability really define um, what we later see on in them. So what I mean by that is that our kids, because they are our mirrors, They really do serve as your best accountability tool in recognizing whether or not you are truly supporting yourself, meaning creating habits that support your mental health, your emotional state, creating more balance, which does exist as a parent because everything is a choice, right? And if you choose to stick to the story that parenting is difficult, being a mom, Uh, Means you have to be a martyr, that you have to sacrifice your happiness, your health, your well-being in order to be a good mom. All of those things, right? If you're really attached to that narrative, well, of course, you're going to constantly perhaps be encountering overwhelm on a daily basis. Because you're trying to do all the things without really tuning in to what's going on with you personally. And... Our parenting journey is very much a bio-individual process. I use that word a lot because it's true. We are all unique in our stories, in our gifts, in our journey, in how we arrived at parenthood. And yet we use comparison and we refer to other people to determine how we should react or act in these situations. And while it's great to have, you know, guidance from experts, right? I mean, I call myself an expert in effortless parenting, but really, I'm an expert at knowing how to put the parent first, in order to start to see a more synergistic, cohesive experience in the parenting journey. So, because we all come at different points in our life with different stories, backgrounds, childhoods, uh, states of health. Um, you know, we all come with a different timeline that, of course, putting yourself first is going to look different for each and every one of us. And what becomes such a toxic unfortunate you know cycle in parenting and in our mama circles is that we compare and contrast our experience of where we should be because so and so is there or because so and so has said this is the right way to do it because there's no right or wrong good or bad neurologically speaking right our brain doesn't decipher uh, doesn't really filter things based on right or wrong good or bad what it does is that it knows the way that you've always done things, right? Over 95% of what you do every day is on autopilot. It's a default setting. That's why your life becomes a series of the habits that you prioritize in your daily life. So if you go back to earlier episodes, I talked about creating a baseline for yourself is really important. It's really important to really create that transparency with what is it that I prioritize every day? Instead of thinking what you should prioritize or what you mean or intend to prioritize, actually look at your day. Pull out your calendar and start to document at 9 a.m. I do this, at 10 a.m. I do that and start to document for the next seven days so that you can establish your own baseline to see what is it that you prioritize on a daily basis. What are the patterns, what are the rhythms that you naturally gravitate towards every single day? And this is going to be important feedback for you because this is going to allow you to see, okay, if I am trying to get to point B and yet I continue to stay in point A with everything that I'm doing, I have to change my daily habits in order to reach this new destination. Otherwise, you're just going to come back to point A time and time again, right? Another way of saying this is you all, you have to change the being, doing the doing in order to see different results, right? So changing everything on the outside doesn't necessarily change you on the inside. And so really understanding that it all starts from getting to know yourself more. And one way you do that is by, what does it mean to put myself first? What does that look like for me? And I encourage you to start small. Not saying to go ahead and like rearrange your entire schedule and try to prioritize things that you haven't done so in the past, because that that is a broken strategy. I'm sure that you have attempted, whether that's a new diet, a new workout plan, a new, I don't know, meal planning tactic, a new routine, uh, whether that's a morning ritual or evening ritual, all of these like external things, because they sounded good on paper. So you're like, I'm all in. And you're maybe all in for the first week or two and then slowly but surely you drop off. Why? Because you're totally going against your default setting. So that creates overwhelm, right? That can create a lot of overwhelm in your parenting journey if you are also on a journey of personal development, which is who I tend to attract. And if you're listening to this podcast, I believe that you too are seeking deeper knowing and understanding of who you are on the inside out in order to make parenting a part of this identity, right? A part of your natural way of being. Because that's how we eliminate the effort that comes with this journey, right? The effort comes because we're trying to do all of these external things that contradict our default setting. And so the only way that we can create change in our life is to be really consistent and create that consistent, repetitive action in order for you to start to see change come about. I've actually done habit challenges in the past for my community where we do 67 day habit challenges, six, seven, right? Because that is the minimum amount of days that is required for you to have the chance at a new habit or behavior or action to actually stick. And so one simple neuro tactic that you can start to implement is now that you've established your seven-day baseline, all right, what can we start to layer on top of an existing habit? So let's say you make coffee at a certain time. Well, while you're brewing your coffee, what else can you layer on top of it? Maybe it's listening to some affirmations. Maybe it's couple of moments of silence for you to check in with yourself. So creating a habit on top of an existing habit is one surefire way of you to actually follow through because it's not going to cause any additional resistance neurologically speaking, right? Your brain is not going to sense, hey, what is she doing? I don't know this new path, right? Like when you kind of like drastically change your your wake-up schedule, for example, that's going to create a lot of natural resistance because your body's like, wait, I don't, we don't normally do this. So by habit stacking, which is in essence what I'm sharing here, this is your kind of neuro trick to really start to tap into the language of the brain, how the brain works, and starting to create the changes you want to see at a micro level. Habit stacking is a surefire way of doing that. So Think of perhaps one or two things that you can have it stack to your existing seven-day baseline schedule and start there. Start to track that. See how long you actually follow through on this commitment to really adding something that's going to help create more balance for you. It's going to allow you to put yourself first. So really identifying, getting really clear on specifically what you need. In order to feel whole and complete, is one simple way that you can start to release that overwhelm that you may be experiencing. And let's face it, you know, at the time of this recording, (laughs) there's so much uncertainty in the world, in the parenting world, more importantly. I feel like we've gotten shook up. You know, what we thought to be true has been completely, like, I feel like, eliminated. I know for us personally we started homeschooling cuz we started to see that we were not in you know in alignment with the way in which the education platform that we used, you know, that we were aligning with just didn't fit our narrative. It didn't fit the way that we want to raise our children. And because we understand neurologically that the first 7 years of life are so foundational, to our subconscious identity, we wanted to ensure that we were creating an environment for our children that was incongruent, or I should say congruent with our belief system, right? It's one of the reasons we opted to homeschool because we were wanting to really allow our children to be critical thinkers, to think for themselves, to solve problems without being told how to solve them or to memorize something or to do something based because, you know, that's what you're supposed to do. But instead, allowing them to really create a learning environment that's conducive to their natural way of learning. And both my boys are so, so, so different. I mean, they're only two and a half years apart, but they couldn't be more opposite. And understanding And nurturing their individuality is really, really important for my husband and I. So looking to, you know, start to redefine how you see parenting. The reason I brought up that example is because it's okay to be like, no, I don't want to do it that way. I want to do it this way. And let me tell you, that can feel overwhelming to choose a different path, especially if you're unfamiliar with that, right? Both my husband and I were raised traditionally. I went to a Catholic school for most of my life. He went to public. And so we didn't know what homeschooling looked like in the beginning. We had to kind of figure it out. But what was even more beautiful was to bring our children along that journey, explain to them why we were doing what we were doing, telling them, you know, uh, sharing that part of that process and really navigating this new world with a beginner's mind and taking them on that journey, letting them know that with our mistakes, that's how we learn, right? When we start to do some trial and error and start to really um, course correct when needed, that really creates, you know, the learning that's necessary, right? That's how we learn new skills. You know, and one mantra that we say is that we'll try better next time, you know? We're always focused on what can we learn from this moment? What is the medicine, right? And something that perhaps didn't go your way and how can we apply that medicine in the future, right? So this is, this is just a small example of how, you know, you can start to redefine what your day-to-day life looks like based on what you need specifically, Mama, right? And overwhelm is really just an emotional reaction to an incongruent lifestyle, right? There are things that are going on in your day-to-day habits and life that are not supporting you sufficiently, which is causing that emotional reaction of overwhelm, right? And overwhelm can also be a self-sabotaging block too, because when you go into overwhelm, what usually happens? You shut down, you... Um, perhaps disengage, you numb out, perhaps with habits that don't support your desired outcomes, whether that's a weight loss journey, whether that's just, you know, overall more energy, better sleep, right? All of that gets entangled when we sort of default to this overwhelm setting, which can be a default setting for you, which can feel daunting, right? You're like, how can I eliminate overwhelm when I have a tantruming child in front of me who wants my attention and I can't seem to find time for myself? This is where establishing our baseline, creating really uh, great transparency in what are your actions telling you about what you are valuing, what you are prioritizing. I mean, I can't tell you the amount of people and clients that I encounter that are coming to me for weight loss. And when I ask them what they eat, they're like, oh, but I eat really healthy and I eat, you know, all these things. Like they have, I'm not saying that they haven't or haven't, but what I'm saying is that perception can be misleading because you can convince yourself of anything, right? That's how powerful our brains are. That's why, you know our thoughts create the reality around us is because we can convince ourselves of something. But it's the actual data, which in this case is looking at your baseline, that's going to give you that honest lens of how you prioritize you. And to take that even further, take a look at your children. Do they constantly lose their cool when something doesn't go their way? Do they prioritize wanting screen time because they see you on your screen all day? Do they uh, perhaps annoy you because they're getting your attention because you're not perhaps spending enough quality time with them, right? Sometimes we focus on quantity, but it's really about quality. Are you being present with your child? Sometimes our children only require small pockets of present quality time. Versus having spent well, I spent all day with them today, I'm done. Well, have you? Were you fully present? Were you fully engaged? Again, these are just questions, not intended to be for you to start to judge or criticize or feel guilty about what those responses are because none of that energy or those thoughts are actually productive, right? So, this podcast is really intended to give you implementation strategies for you to start to do today right now, mama, not tomorrow, not later, but right now. So go out there and start to become your own expert of you. Start to generate that awareness of where things are, what is your day made up of? And how can you start to habit stack productive, empowering, self-loving habits that will allow you to feel more aligned, more balanced. Because this old story that parenting is hard, that you have to struggle, that you have to give up, you have to compromise, that your life is no longer your life. Those are all BS stories that we've inherited, whether that was culturally, whether we heard our mom or our dad say these things, whether we hear it in our mama circles, whether we hear it in our culture, right? Don't even get me started on the whole like wine o'clock and, you know, basically let's all just drink our way through parenting. While I get the humor behind it, I'm not here to (laughs) advocate for one way or the other, Uh, But what I am here to say is, why are we okay with not being okay in our day-to-day life as a parent? That's the bigger question, right? So I like to keep these episodes short, sweet, productive, because I value your time. I know that you are more than likely multitasking while you are listening to this episode. And I want you to take inspired but actionable steps today, right now, In ways in which you can apply what you have uh, gained, hopefully, from this conversation today. As always, I encourage you to reach out in the DMs. I welcome them. Really, I do. I love hearing from you what you're liking, what you want more of. You know, I am creating this podcast in real time intentionally so that I can support you in real time, so that I can create relevant conversations, topics. I can bring in experts. I haven't decided on whether or not I was going to bring on people onto the podcast quite yet, but if that is something that you are craving, I love sharing my circle with you mamas. I've done so a lot in IG, so make sure you head over to my Instagram, go to my IGTVs. I have lots of conversations with hypnotherapists and other amazing thriving women in my life that have allowed me to... get a deeper understanding of who I am as an individual first so that I can create a parenting relationship. I can create a parenting experience that honors that authenticity unapologetically and true to who I am on the inside out. All right there, mama, as always, I end this episode, I end every episode with remembering to put you first so that you can be your best for them. Take care.